The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me. And I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with estro control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as estro control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code LEXI, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's happymammoth, H-A-P-P-Y, M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com, and use the code LEXI for 15% off today. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, your host of the At Lexi podcast, and I feel like I was hit by a bus. I am living the Regina George rumor right now. It's really my whole body is in pain. I was in New York for four days. I went on a whim. My friend was performing at the Charlie XCX boiler room. Shout out Addison Ray, you absolutely killed it. You're such a star, you're such a star. I feel like I want to take this opportunity on this podcast that she is a gem and a half. She is one of the sweetest, smartest, most generous people I've ever met. I've only known her for like a short bit of time and I have nothing but fabulous things to say about her. Anyway, she was coming out on stage with Charlie XCX at her boiler room and she invited me and Tyra to come along. So Tyra, my roommate, and I, last Monday decided let's book tickets to New York on Thursday. Let's show up. It was easy. Shout out to the Chase credit card as well. I booked this entire trip on credit card points. I'm literally about to put an affiliate code in the show notes because I've given it to Emily and John, two of my other friends. I'll circle back to Boiler Room. But we all get like, I don't know, it's like $500 or $1,000 or something when you sign up. And I booked a trip to Mexico last summer and a trip to New York this year completely covered by points. It's the Chase Sapphire. I don't know. Look into it. I'll put a link. Anyway, we fly to New York. We take an early morning flight on Thursday. Our flight leaves at 7 a.m. Take it Alaska Airlines, $8 for Wi-Fi on the flight. That's less than a nice coffee these days. Side note, I got a coffee 
while I was in the city, black coffee. Black coffee. Yes, it was artisanal, but it was black. $10. So $8 for Wi-Fi at a full workday. I edited the podcast. I posted the Parenting Yourself episode. I edited Pick My Fit with Chloe Cherry. That's up on Instagram and TikTok now. I checked my emails. I edited my YouTube vlog, which is, I think it's called Hang Out With Me and My Friends in La La Land, and it's a Los Angeles vlog. It's really cute. It's Claudia's birthday in it. Drew and I go hiking. I keep bringing up names. I'm so sorry if this is your first episode. I promise I don't have this many personal life references typically. I'm just, I'm brain dead. I'm trying my best. But if you do know me and you have followed for a while, you'll know exactly who Tyra and Claudia and Drew and John all are. But anyway. So Drew and I go on a hike and it's cute. I'm climbing in it. The whole vlog is is fun. But I edited a vlog, a vertical Instagram TikTok video, and a podcast. I had a full work day, 30,000 feet in the air. That would send a Victorian child into a coma. The fact that I have this little box that you open up and there's a screen and little buttons and I can work from that? Crazy. The fact that there's a device that takes hundreds of people into the air and that I am working on my little box in a floating spaceship having a work day. It was pretty incredible. We land. Uber comes and picks us up in one minute, has no trouble finding us. That does not always happen. We make it to the city without hitting any traffic. We put on our cute little outfits, mine that Chloe Cherry picked out on Pick My Fit, so I didn't even have to think about what I was going to wear because someone else picked it out for me. And it was such a fun fit. We meet up with Addison and some of her other friends for dinner. Have a nice pre-party meal. Cocktails are pouring. It was National Margarita Day, so I definitely had myself one or two. And then make our way to the boiler room DJ set. And I need to see videos of it because I'm pretty sure I'm to Charlie's left. Like our elbows were definitely rubbing. Literally rubbing elbows with Charlie XCX. It was wild. And then... Someone said, oh, Julia Fox is here, and she's my favorite author as of recently. I love Down the Drain. I think she has an incredible story. I think she's fun. I think she's smart. I think she is honest in such a way that we need. I want more famous people to have the head of Julia Fox. I I respect her. I respect her so much. I'm not one who gets starstruck, and I wouldn't say that I was necessarily starstruck, but I was within an arm's reach of Julia Fox. And so (laughs) Tyra has some video because she's taking a video of the set just because we're at a show. Very typical. But anyway, you can hear me in the background being like, wait, is is it true? Like, is Julia Fox is here? Oh my gosh, do you think I should? I was acting like a dumb little kid in a candy store. I was just so excited. Anyway, so we danced and we danced and we danced. And then she brings Julia Fox on stage. And Julia has a song. I'll post it on the vlog. I vlogged some footage from New York, but it's sparse. I was properly drunk and definitely on mushrooms during this evening, so I don't know what this vlog footage has in store, but there's definitely some video of Julia singing. I'm a bitch, I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm a whore, or something like that. And before that, Addison had come out and they did my legs to die for. Addison's a star. She kills it on stage. Oh, she's, she was born to do it. She really was born to do this. Then we leave the show, we head to House of Yes and then some other after party where Charlie and Julia and I don't know, all the people from the boiler room are there 
and it was a more intimate space and it was fun. I just had a really fun time. Tyra and I kept looking at each other, smiling from ear to ear, being like, this is such a fun night. I'm so happy that we decided to fly here. And I hadn't been to New York this year. I hadn't been since October and I try to go pretty frequently and it felt good. It felt really, really, really good. I enjoyed it. Tyra's having so much fun that she's still there right now. I flew back last night, late last night. I landed at midnight or something. Whew, so I looked like I was hit by a bus. I looked in the mirror. I never have eye bags. My eye bags are huge. I also pounded down a box of cheese Ritz crackers. Having a weird craving for them. And I've had two boxes in the last three days. So yeah, Ritz cheese mini crackers. And now it's inspiring me. I'm like, I should try the mini Oreos again. It's been a while, but I really like the size of those. And then I started thinking about if the cheese Ritz crackers, those little sandwich ones, were the size of Oreos, how gross that would be. Like, I actually think I'd be repulsed by those. So it's strange that the Oreo, I'm like, no, that's a good size for an Oreo. And the mini's cute. But if we were to enlarge the Ritz sandwich crackers, that would be gross. <laughs> Guys, what am I even talking about? Talk about a meaningless episode. I'm showing up. This is a diary episode, huh? I'm not teaching anything. You are you are chatting. We are on the phone. <laughs> so Thursday was fabulous. Friday morning, I'm feeling electrocuted, you know? My metaphorical hair is sticking straight out of my head. I'm feeling so happy and alive. I wake up, my friend meets me in the city, he and I go get coffee, we go shopping. There's a store on the Lower East Side called Assembly. Used to be one of my favorite stores when I lived in the city. And I purchased a little blazer from there. And I got myself a New York hat from the MoMA gift shop. Yeah, didn't do too much shopping, but the two pieces I, I got were... Great. And then we went to Jack's wife, Frida, which has completely expanded. It takes up the whole corner now, which makes sense. It was about time. But that was my first time eating in the new space. I got drinks with friends at Clandestino, went to Thai Dot. No, we didn't go to Thai Diner because they didn't have space for us. We went to, what's the other Thai place up the street? We went to Lovely Day. I love Thai Diner though. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I completely missed a whole day. Before that, I, I was shopping. These are two different days, I think. <laughs> it's all a blur. I went to Lucien, and I had I had a meal that is so delicious, but I don't think I can say it out loud because you would judge me for it. And you can judge me for it, but I'm not in a position to be judged at this exact second, but it's one of the best meals. I love it. Tyra and I talk about this all the time. Lucien is popular for the wrong reasons. People are going because it's sceney. They're not going because it's actually great French food. So some friends and I all had dinner there Friday night. And then I guess I did Thai Saturday night. Lil Frankie Sunday night. And then I went back to Lucien and took myself on a date before my flight yesterday. I had filet mignon. <laughs> a nice, indulgent meal before my flight. It was really great. And then I had the rich sandwich cracker situation for dinner on the flight. It's all about balance, huh? Maybe I'll get a green juice at Erwan today. Get the whole trifecta. But whatever. I was socializing, I was shopping, I was walking, and I was eating. And on Sunday, I was able to make it to the Brooklyn Museum to see Giants, which is the Swiss Beats and Alicia Keys private collection. If you're in New York right now, I would make my way over there to see it. Insane that people are able to have a private collection 
big enough to have a small museum's worth or a large museum's worth as an exhibit blows my mind. I think about the Broad often. That's one of my Roman empires. The Broad is a an art museum in LA. Complete private collection. The Broad is a couple that donated all of their pieces to exist in a museum. A museum of someone's private... Oh, it's mind-blowing. So, there's a similar situation happening at the Brooklyn Museum right now. And they had some great pieces. I saw Basquiat in person. Life was not bad. It was a fun trip. Tara had so much fun that she stayed. I needed to come back to LA for two reasons. One, had to say hi to the podcast. Two, I didn't have enough SSRIs. And I think I would have died. So, made my way back and I'll go back to New York soon enough. But it was fun. It was nice to get out. I'm beat up right now. I had a hair appointment right before I left because I wanted to have a fresh cut and little blowout. Sue me. But for boiler room. And I had a treatment done while I was there. And the hairstylist asked me to not wash my hair for a week. It's currently Tuesday. This cut and treatment was last Wednesday. I have one more day. I don't know if you know what I look like. I don't know if you follow me on Instagram, if you've ever seen my YouTube. I have fine hair, okay? Type of hair that you need to wash every two days. My hair can also handle every day. So for me to go seven has been a challenge. And having dirty hair makes you question your homeostasis. Am I okay? I am massively looking forward to tomorrow's hair wash. But I wanted to follow through. One thing about me is if someone forces a rule upon me that doesn't make sense to me, if it doesn't feel that it was created for the betterment of me or anyone I know, I don't like to follow that rule. The rule has to make sense to me. If the rule makes sense to me, I will follow it to a T. I could make a whole segment about this. I did this for Invisalign. I did this for my expander when I was in elementary school, which is my, my teeth were too crowded or something, so I needed to have, it sort of looks like a retainer. You clip it up, it was colorful. But I was supposed to have it for a year, but that's because most kids aren't wearing it religiously. I wore mine so diligently that I got it off in three and a half months, and I was in fourth grade during this. And I remember that to this day, it really taught me a lesson that if, if you're going through a process, commit to it, and you might finish it in less time. Same thing with my Invisalign. So. This hair treatment, sure, I don't think it would have done any damage for me to wash my hair early, but it wouldn't have made the treatment as effective. So I'm going to follow it to a T. I would like to think of more examples because that's absolutely a line of thinking that I follow very regularly and have throughout my life because I've seen the fruits of its labor. Fruits of my labor, I should say. I haven't posted anything on Instagram from New York I need to go through the photos. I've been so busy living my life. I haven't been able to look on my phone. Also, if I take an excessive amount of photos, it overwhelms me and I don't actually have the desire to go through them. It feels more like a chore to me. Oh, and I worked out with Miss Jane K. Simmons, now Jane Vandervoort. If you guys remember my trainer, when I lived in New York, I would power lift with her. And I know I was only there for a short amount of time, but I had to shoot her a text because I was staying in the neighborhood of where her gym was. And I thought, any chance you have a class you're teaching between now and Monday afternoon? 
And so I went to see her at noon yesterday. And my God, two things. One, heavy workout. My body is so sore. Two, she asked me what I wanted to work on. And I said, realistically, I I sort of just want to see where I'm at physically since I left because I still am very active, but my workouts are different. I went from powerlifting and running to a lot of climbing. And she told me that I've gotten so much stronger. And she was showing me the weights that I was using when I left her versus the weights that we were using today. So that was really gratifying. I think training is fantastic. If you have an interest in becoming more knowledgeable about workouts and routines and having sort of a designated program for you, I can't recommend it enough because it propelled me into a routine that I was able to maintain even after training. So as I said, though I'm not doing the same workouts, I'm still very active. And though I'm not doing her workouts anymore, I've maintained and grown strength that I'm able to continue doing workouts with her regardless of if I've been going regularly because I'm still just doing other things regularly. And that's nice. That felt good. But my shoulders, my quads, my hamstrings, my abs, my ass, everything feels sore. And I haven't had that happen in a while. We're just going to ride it out. We're just going to ride it out. I know that all of my pain right now is coming out of the party toll. Like, oh, I'm tired. That's because you had such a fun weekend. Oh, you're sore. That's because you had such a good workout. Any of this residual quote-unquote pain or discomfort is coming from the highs that I was just on. As above, so below. The only thing I wanted to accomplish this weekend that I didn't, I'm not a big deal, but I'm listening to Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I had six hours left and I figured I would finish it on my flight last night and I didn't. Because that $8 Wi-Fi, I just started watching a show on Hulu. Because this book is hefty. And it's a lot about neural programming. There's a lot of marinating that takes place with this book. I might have to buy the physical book as well because there's bookmarks that I've made on Audible that I need to go back and highlight. I'm such a visual person. With my lifestyle here, where I'm frequently in the car, the audiobooks make more sense. But I do like to have pen and paper as well. I've always liked to scribble and underline things in my books. I also listened to Matthew McConaughey's Green Lights before this, and I just want to get the physical book because I found out it has photos. And he, oh, and I think he's so hot. Okay, enough about me. Let's get into your questions. Curious to see what you guys asked. My Instagram handle is lexie. Lexi, just like the name of this podcast. So let's get into it. But first, a word from today's sponsors. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. 
I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself a new wellness brand something to hop on and let me tell you about fleur marche they deliver simple quality and affordable wellness solutions founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers hustlers and activists on the front lines of change their mission is to help you feel 100 every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-E. M-A-R-C-H-E dot com and use code Lexi for 20% off your first order. And we're back. I love this first question. This is a fun one. I recommend just asking this around to people because I think the answer would be interesting. Hannah wants to know what's your favorite natural gift and what's your favorite acquired skill? I've always been naturally social. I really enjoy meeting people and I always have even as a little kid. My parents would bring me everywhere And I could go off and do my own thing and come back with friends. No matter the age, I could come back with a kid my age, 20-something, 40-something, 70-something. I'd be like, yeah, this is Dolores. She has an incredible chocolate chip cookie recipe. I'm going to get it for her and we should all make it this weekend. My parents are like, who is Dolores? Where did you find her at this house party? I'm like, oh, it's David's grandma. My friend's family told this infamous story of us leaving an amusement park and stopping at Subway for sandwiches. And I was just telling this trucker that he should actually get the Parmesan oregano bread instead of the wheat because it added more flavor. And I'm probably like in fourth or fifth grade. They're like, come on, we have to go. So I would say socialization and my social skills came very naturally. My favorite acquired skill would be my organization, time management, and cleanliness. None of that was natural to me. I've had to make a really conscious effort to make sure I'm able to deliver things on time, not make careless errors. I still make careless errors to this day, and that's something that I would like to fix. I just assume that I can do it without looking, and then I'll miss either minor details or crucial steps, but I am able to keep a lot more organized than I ever have before in my life and I get better and better at it every single year and I've become more and more punctual every single year. When I was a teenager and a young adult, not that I'm still not a young adult, but like somewhere between, I'd say like between like 15 and 23, I was incredibly disrespectful of other people's times. I would assume that everyone would wait on me at any minute like if my friends were coming to pick me up from the house and they just wanted to pull up in the driveway come get me go to wherever we were going I would make all of them come up to my room get ready with me play some music suddenly I'm taking up an extra 45 minutes of their time if a friend was picking me up before school same thing I would have him just wait in his car for a long period of time until I was ready 
I would also forget things all the time. Very selfish. I think that's typical for many teenagers, but you know, I would get upset. I feel like I was constantly negotiating with coaches and teachers for extensions for various things. I guess this is where my social skills came into play and were very handy because I would always get them, thankfully, but it's still rude. So I'm glad that I've acquired skills that have counteracted that, at least to a point where I no longer feel as disrespectful. (laughs) Bella wants to know things I always have to buy at the farmer's market. Guys, I don't know how to grocery shop at the farmer's market. Anytime I've gone to a farmer's market, I'll come back with a single random thing, like a rogue hummus or a basket of berries. I don't I don't shop the farmer's market like I do the grocery store. Lulu wants to know, how do you know when it's time to move on from a friend or a friend group? If you no longer feel there's a mutual appreciation, a mutual admiration, you leave the experience or the hangout feeling worse than before you got there. You're growing apart in a way that you don't have interest in each other's lives or if you find yourself hurting them or they're hurting you. That being said, it also doesn't need to be that deep. It could be that you've grown another life and so have they. And I've said this before and I'll continue to say it. There have been friendships that I've grown apart from where I'm maybe expecting that friendship to sort of continue to just grow farther and farther. And then I find them coming back in my life and reconnecting. I've experienced so many reconnections in my life. Even if it's time to move on, it doesn't mean they won't come back. And if it is, that's also fine too. Noelle wants to know if I've read Death Valley. I haven't. I can picture the cover perfectly, though. No, I haven't read it. If you guys are curious about all the books that I read last year, that's on my YouTube channel. I have every book that I read last year and letting you know if I'd never read it again, if it was mid, or if it's a must-read. Hankel Pet wants to know my favorite Oscar-nominated film that I've seen. All right, let's see. I loved The Holdovers. I loved The Holdovers. Of course, Barbie, but I... I adored past lives and poor things probably the most. I watched Killers of the Flower Moon. I haven't seen Maestro, and I haven't seen Anatomy of a Fall or Oppenheimer or The Zone of Interest. I think poor things and past lives would be my absolute favorite. Then Barbie and Holdovers. Oh, American Fiction. Is that nominated? I liked American Fiction a lot as well. But poor things and past lives for sure are my favorites. Dodja wants to know five books I'm going to read in 2024. Let's go to my Storygraph app. And I think I have a to-be-read pile. I want to read Pachinko. I want to read Kafka on the Shore. I want to read Something by Virginia Woolf. I've never read The Alchemist, oddly enough, so I'd like to read that. I also have Tender is the Flesh written down, and then I have a folder on my laptop of other to be read books. Let me see what I have. Moving the mic out of the way. Oh, I organized my laptop on the flight yesterday. It's never looked better. I highly recommend having, in addition to whatever files you need organized on your computer, so I have like an Atlexi file for the podcast, different folders for different brand deals that I'm working on and assets to go with them. I have like a finance folder, memories, etc. But I have 
a folder for outfit ideas and for books to read. So whenever I'm online and I see something that I like, I screenshot it, then I add it to those folders. Very handy. So for books, one of the rock climbers that I watch on YouTube, he recommended a book called The Inner Game of Tennis, and I think it helps out with workouts and discipline around that. I want to read The Picture of Dorian Gray. I've never read anything from Ernest Hemingway, so I want to read A Movable Feast, but I think I have a couple others in a pile at my house that I got at a used bookstore. Maybe I should look through what I own first. But there was also a book that I have screenshotted. There's so many, I'm only gonna give a little a little touch. I think you asked for five and I'm probably giving you closer to 10, if not more. But Daja also wants to know, oh, she has like a couple like quick questions. So I'll answer all three of them. One, are you still on the search for a puppy? Yes, or a cat? She also wants to know my favorite quick snack. I love to microwave a Quest bar. However, I've been eating them so frequently and I think I actually am intolerant to them now. So that's quite unfortunate. But if you're not intolerant to whey protein, those little Quest bars, they're protein bars, microwave them for 20 seconds. My favorite flavors are the chocolate brownie and the white chocolate raspberry. She wants to know my favorite thing about working out as well. I am able to focus more clearly when I get this extra energy out. Sometimes I will exercise after work and in those cases it tires me out and I sleep better and then if I exercise before I work it sort of calms me down and I'm able to focus I'm not so restless okay this is fun Madison says I want to be more sexual and flirty and seductive where do I start I would start with words before even actions like work in the realm of anticipation in the realm of tension for two reasons one It requires no physical action on your part. And two, because it requires no physical action on your part, you're not putting yourself in as vulnerable or as risky of a situation. So I would work with words. I would work with eye contact. I would look at someone you find attractive a little bit longer than normal. Send them maybe a bolder text than typical. Like a friend of mine, she's gone on three dates with this guy she hasn't let him touch her at all they haven't even kissed she's like I don't know you yet you don't get to kiss me sure the tension is building inside him oh girlie's growing up she wants to tap into her more seductive more sexual more flirty energy I love that flirting is very playful and it is sort of game like oh there's so much to go on about that that's so fun takes a certain type of person and a certain type of mood has to work, but it also is a switch that you have access to at any time. Anna asked, how do I tell someone who hurt me that they hurt me when it's been months? I had to learn this. (laughs) I guess I'm probably still learning this. Like this happened between me and Tyra. I was just being a smart ass to her the other day. She was on the phone. I forget what she was saying. It was literally about the weather where she's like, yeah, it's not even sunny outside. I was like, it's not warm, but it's sunny. She was like, okay, why did you yell that at me? I was like, you know what? I don't know. (laughs) I'm really sorry. She brought it up in that moment. I was able to look at my actions quickly and be like, oh, that's actually not what I I didn't mean to sound angry at you. And I didn't, I don't know why whatever I was doing was projecting onto you. And I shouldn't have done that. I'm so sorry. And I try to do the same with other people. If they say something, you know, even to be as lighthearted as to like, ouch, okay. (laughs) Did I do something wrong when someone hurts you? 
is a good practice to get into. But when time has passed and you're still bothered by it, the wound's not healing, I think for your own sanity, you can absolutely shoot them a text or next time you see them, you can even like bring up the fact that it's a little awkward or you feel uncomfortable because it's been so long. I think there's no reason to not identify the elephant in the room and say, I know this happened months ago and I don't know why it's still bothering me and it's probably because I never said anything about it, but it hurt my feelings when you did that. And I know you probably didn't mean to, I just need to say it to get it off my chest that I'm still hurt by it. And I would argue that they're probably going to be like, I'm so sorry. If I had known it was going to hurt you, I probably wouldn't have done that. I don't know what I was thinking. I was, you know, X, Y, Z. So sorry. Diana Hill asked, is NYC worth it for average people, not influencers or corporate climbers? If you want to live in New York City and there's a certain type of person out there, and I was one of them, the dream, it is worth fighting for. You know, you want to live in New York City more than anything in the world. Yes, it is worth it. Of course, it's going to be tricky. It's not going to be easy. You may have to live far away from where you'd ideally like to live. Or you might have to have... I've known people that have had six roommates. And that's not uncommon. There are sacrifices that need to be made. You most likely won't have a washing machine or a dishwasher or even central AC. You might live on a six-floor walk-up, maybe with only a small window in your room. I, These are all things that I had in my first apartment in New York. And on top of that, I was sleeping in a bunk bed, a twin-sized bunk bed with a desk underneath. The room was so tiny, but I didn't care because I wanted to be there so bad. And the home that I was moving from in LA was this gorgeous modern house, biggest on the block, four levels, balconies on every level, roof, all modern appliances. I mean, gigantic. I had a bedroom, my own bathroom. I had a whole like studio office area. It was everything, but I was way happier in my bunk bed on my sixth floor walk up. And if you're willing to make those sacrifices because you want to live in New York, then it's absolutely worth it. But if you're just toying with the idea like, oh, like I'm a little bored of LA, I'm a little bored of where I am, maybe I should try New York. No, no, it is way too tricky of a city. I was staying in a friend's apartment and I heard the rent price before I saw the apartment. I mean, there are $6,000 one bedroom apartments in Manhattan that are just so mediocre. Like, you will be paying for a fine, mediocre living space. I mean, it's not easy. So if you don't have the huge drive or a huge bank account, no, it's not worth it. But I don't think it's exclusive when you say for quote-unquote average people. Melissa wants to know, how do you build up discipline? P.S. I love you, Lexi. Oh, Melissa. How do you build up discipline? You build up discipline by building trust with yourself. And you build up trust in yourself by holding yourself accountable and proving to yourself that you can do things and how you do that, you can start very small. You know, if you like to wake up late, let's say you like to wake up at 10 a.m. and you don't want to be that. You want to be a morning person. You want to be out of bed at 5 a.m. and you're like, that's the new person I'm going to be. 
setting my alarm tomorrow at 5 a.m. and you don't wake up or like you wake up, hit snooze or turn it off and go right back to sleep and wake up at 10, you're losing trust in yourself. So instead, make your alarm for 9.45. You're like, oh, okay, so there's a nine in the time. And get really comfortable there or 9.15, maybe an 8.30 and start building that trust up with yourself. I know a lot of us like to go cold turkey when we're making a big life decision, but the ones that stick are the ones that you ease into. It's the person who runs 10 miles didn't start by running 10 miles every day. They started by going on a mile or two run a few times a week. So if you want to be disciplined, you have to build trust and you build trust by honoring a desire that you have and sticking to it. And to do that, make a baby step, you know? Find find an easy way to do it. You want to eventually run a marathon? Let's just see what running for 10 minutes looks like for you. India wants to know the life of an influencer. Oh, oh, it is fun. Let me tell you. Best job ever. Are you kidding? This morning, I got up at whatever time I wanted. I decided the time myself. Showed up to the podcast studio. I get to talk about whatever I want. Are you kidding? I get to decide. I have full control, which, you know, stresses some people out. But if that doesn't stress you out, highly recommend. I choose what I'm talking about. I just posted a TikTok for Squarespace um, when I got here. Same thing. Got to decide what that looked like. Using this sponsorship as an opportunity to promote my merch. You know, it's, it's all up in my hands. I also can choose when I want to work. Yes, of course, there's meetings, but I also get to schedule those meetings for myself. I choose when it works out for me, when I want to record Pick My Fit, when I want to have meetings, when I want to record, also when I want to edit. I like spending my days out and about running around, and then when the sun goes down, that's when I like to go on my computer and edit. As long as it gets up to you, it doesn't matter if I'm editing at 9 in the morning or at 6 p.m., or at 11 p.m. I love it. Sydney asked, do you think deja vu is a sign from the universe that your life's on track? No. (laughs) Deja vu scares me. I feel like I'm going nuts when deja vu happens. Anya wants to know, what was a time in your life that felt very poetic? Right off the top of my head, I can answer this question. There was a group of girls that I met towards the end of my time in LA when I lived here the first time. So I was 20 years old and these girls were so free you know they weren't they were true artists they are true artists because they're all still artists and so creative and so uninhibited and it felt like anything in the world was an option in such a way that I'd never explored before because the way that my parents raised me it was like if you want to If you want to be a TV news anchor, you can do that. If you want to be an accountant, you can do that. If you want to be a professional athlete, you can do that. You know, that was the scope in which I was looking at the world. They were looking at the world in which if you want to spend your weeks only reading poetry, which is a little on the nose, but if you want to spend all of your days painting, I don't even know how to explain this with words. These people were all so creative and it allowed me to be more creative and this space was so forgiving and so open to any and all ideas and concepts 
where they were all exercising their creativity every single day, where their days and weekends were spent spending the morning writing a song and then grabbing some watercolors and taking it to the park and painting while smoking a joint and listening to music in the afternoon and drawing on each other's shoes and, I don't know, making... Then one of the girls ended up moving to New York and I went to visit her in New York and I had such a fun time that I ended up moving to New York. (laughs) But even then when she was living there, like she was painting murals on the walls and was stitching things into the couch and just had books falling everywhere and was working on this blog and taking photos and everything was just so fun and it was just so quint... I don't... I need to think about this, but it was by far the most poetic time of my life playing cards on the roof topless and learning how to bake fresh bread. Everything was so beautiful and so poetic and you could write stories about it. We spent time together in New York and Paris and London and Los Angeles and I'm still friends with some of them to this day. But that was an introduction into a world where I really felt I could be myself in such a bolder way and I could really explore ideas that I had and use my imagination again. I want to write about that. I want to, I'm going to think about that more on the ride home because I haven't thought about those memories in a while and it really was poetic. Dolly Maggie asked, would I ever consider going to a medium or a psychic to connect with my mom? I think about this once a week that I need to go to a medium to speak with my mom. I want to know what she's thinking, what she has to say. Nicola wants to know what's my favorite flower to give or to receive. I love peonies. They're beautiful. They're very spring. They're very wedding, but I love them. I think tulips look really cute in our apartment right now. Just the style of things. I think like some droopy tulips look quite charming. Tisa wants to know my favorite mantra I like to repeat to myself. I don't really have a mantra that I repeat to myself, but I often... Maybe I do, but I often think this is only the beginning. This is just the beginning. I really believe I have so much life ahead of me, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. And on that note, thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you did, share it on Instagram. Leave a little review or rate it on the Apple Podcast app. I love looking at your reviews. It's so sweet. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and I will talk to you guys next week. Take care. XOXO. Lexi.